Welcome to the Light of the World. This is Jerry G. Martin. At the beginning of the year, many churches and many believers will dedicate a time of fasting and prayer to start the year off seeking God's favor and God's blessings and God's wisdom for things that are going on in our lives. Well, I'm going to bring a series of messages about fasting, the purpose for fasting, and how God works through fasting. At the end of this broadcast, I'm going to share with you how you can listen to it again and share it with friends and other church members who may not be as informed about fasting as they could be. God is still in the business of doing some amazing, wonderful, powerful things. Let's pray that God will speak to our hearts today. Come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. Some are under bondage to sex and illicit sexual activity. Many are under bondage to tobacco addiction. Somebody says it's not sin to smoke. No, it's not. But your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost lives down inside of him. You're going to smoke him out every day? The Holy Ghost don't smoke. So you're going to smoke him out? So if you can quit it, quit it, because it's not good for your health. And if you can't quit it, you need to stop fast and say, Lord, I need to get this out of my life. It's not good for me because I can't stop it. Others struggle with compulsive eating. Every time you turn around, you got to eat something. Some people use their refrigerator for a nightlight. (laughs) Lying. Anger. Unforgiveness. Gambling. The lottery tickets wink at you every time you go to get to pay for your gas in the convenience store. You got to get a lottery ticket. And nobody in here has hit yet in the, in the years we've been pastoring. Because I haven't seen any tithe money come in a huge amount from hitting the lottery. So you know you ain't making no money off of it. Quit it. Put that money in the offering. Let God bless you. You ain't going to make no money on no lottery. Don't be no fool. The people who, who designed it don't even play it. That ought to tell you something. They ain't buying no ticket, the ones that designed it, because they know how it's rigged. You see one somebody done one, and you say, well, that could be me. Some, some saints will even go pray. You know, Lord, if I hit this, I'm going to see such a blessing to the church. You lying. This Lord said, you lying already. You ain't, gonna, you ain't bringing that money to the church because the devil who, that told you to buy it would be the same one to tell you the church don't need all that money. The church don't need all of this money. That's $3 million. I ain't, no, you don't need all of that money. Mm-hmm. Thought I'd just mention that. Whatever happened to those tickets we found, Brother Brian? Somebody left some tickets on the floor in the foyer. That's why, I'm ta- that's why I know the saints. I gave the Brother Brian to check it out and see if they was good, and I ain't heard nothing back from him. All I know is he's been dressing nicer. But any sin that can't be broken with ordinary willpower can be termed a besetting sin. If your ordinary willpower just can't break that thing, it's besetting to you. Your temptation and my temptation to sin is not unique. Everybody is tempted. Everybody is tempted. You can say amen on that because we're talking about everybody, not just you. Everybody is tempted. If you are not tempted to sin... That means that you have been buried. You are dead. 
That's the only one that's not tempted is the one who is dead. If you are trapped and feel you can't break free, there's good news for you. Fasting and prayer is a way for you to break free of the bondage of sin and the strongholds in your life. 1 Corinthians 10.13 says, No temptation has seized you except what is common to man, and God is faithful. Somebody say he's faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear, and when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. He'll provide a way out. So how do we end up in these kinds of bondages? The devil gets us to believe his lies rather than believing in the power of God and the word of God. Satan gets us to believe one of these following lies when it comes to trying to get out of the things that's besetting us in our lives. He wants us to believe, I tried it before and I can't break it. I tried to before and I can't break it. The other lie is, I don't want to do this, but I can't help it. The next one is, I need an answer and I can't find it. And when you believe the lie of the enemy, he convinces you that you'll have no power against sin. When Satan tries to control our lives and he does it by controlling our thoughts. And when he can control our thoughts, he can control our lives. You know where spiritual warfare begins? It begins in our mind. That's why the writer says we, we can cast down imaginations. So how then do we break the external bondages in our lives? And how do we gain control over our lives again? When you can take control of your physical appetite... You can develop strength to take control of your spiritual and emotional appetite. Because man is generally and primarily ruled by the flesh, the physical. We spend most of our time on the physical. We spend most of our time figuring out what we're going to eat, when we're going to eat, how we're going to eat. And we accommodate ourselves and what we're going to eat. Some of y'all are wanting me to hurry up and get through so you can go and eat. I've already heard somebody say, I know we're getting ready to fast, so I'm sure going to eat today. I'm going to load up. I've got some oxtails left over from last weekend. I've got to knock them out. But just think about how much attention we put on ourselves, on our flesh. We eat. We decorate it. Billions of dollars are spent each year to decorate and paint and reorder and reorganize. I ain't going to go too far with that, ladies. We buy it, and we fry it, and we dye it, and I'm going to the next scripture. <laughs> and now we did all we could with our own power, now we hire somebody to fix it and turn it and move it and shove it and hide it. Why? It's in our, we want our flesh to look good. We want our flesh to feel good. So we're working on it, and, and it's not a problem. You need to be physically fit, but we spend our time working out so we can look good outwardly. We want our flesh to look good. We want to feel good. We want to appear good. We want to be muscular. We want to work out, and we should. How much time, however, do we spend on our spiritual man? Working our spiritual man out and, and thinking about, I need, to, I need to fix my spiritual man up. I need to get something for my spirit. Right? I go shopping. I'm online. I'm in my magazine looking at my makeup and how I can fix that. But how much time are we spending? How am I going to fix up my spirit being? We ought to be in the Bible saying, let me see what I need to put on 
so I can look better spiritually. Let me see what I need to pull off, shove, hide, get rid of, lose, so I can, I can be spiritually fit. That's what fasting does. And, 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 and so God says, you know what? If I can get people to, to manage and to control and to put under authority and subjection their physical appetite, including their food and what they want to drink and what they want to eat and what they want to enjoy physically, then I can get to the spirit part of them because that's the hardest thing I can get anybody to do is to put their own physical man under subjection. That's the hardest thing. See, some people already said, you already know, some people already said in their mind, I ain't fasting. I don't see no need of it. That's not a problem with me. I'm talking about the ones who want to get rid of the stuff that's bothering them. I'm talking about the one who wants to really go to another level. I'm talking about the ones who say, Lord, I don't want this year to be like last year. I, I need a refreshing. I need, I need my light to shine. I've been walking in a dark place. I've been oppressed. Something's been happening in my family, in my life, and I'm tired of it, and I want it to change. That's who I'm talking to. I'm ready to pull out my weapons. I'm, I'm ready just to tell me what I need to use. I'm ready. That devil has made too much inroads into my life, into my family, into my health, into my marriage, and I'm ready to change this thing. I ain't taking it no more. And I, all I need to know is what to do. I'm just giving you a weapon to use. So when you take control of your physical appetite, you develop strength. When the physical decrease, the spirit increase. Some people are unable to quit smoking or break ungodly habits and unhealthy relationships. They weep. They pray sincerely and they seek deliverance, but they remain in bondage. But the fast with the purpose of breaking the bonds of wickedness will take these issues head on. You put them on the altar, say, Lord, I'm coming after it with fasting and prayer. I've done everything else. I've done the three-step program. I've done the 12-step program. I've read every book. I've listened to every tape. You never pull out the nuclear weapon of fasting. You are wrestling for control of your life when you fast for this purpose. By controlling what you eat, you determine that you will control your life for God's purpose. Controlling what you watch. You know, we, the Bible doesn't say you have to fast television. But if they had television back then, he probably would say that. And we say that because it is one of the things that consumes our time and it feeds our mind with all kinds of messages that are opposed to what God is trying to do in our lives. And we want to shut that off. And somebody said, but I need to watch the news. Well, I can tell you what. You can wait for four months, turn on the news, and it'll be the same as it was yesterday. It's like watching a soap opera. How many of you missed it for four months and turned it on? They're still doing the same thing. They're still standing in the same place talking about the same issue. When you make a vow and you reinforce it with a fast, you move into a new area of spiritual strength. Lord, this is where I'm going, and I'm going to start fasting and praying. When you give up, you give up necessary and enjoyable foods and activity as, you as a demonstration of your commitment to your will to change things. When you make a choice to fast, you strengthen yourself to stand against the forces that enslave your spiritual appetite. We're fighting. In fasting, you control your physical appetite for food, entertainment, and fleshly desires to strengthen your spiritual appetite. You control your physical to strengthen your spiritual. So one of the first steps in fasting is to break the bonds of wickedness 
And you do that by recognizing the external power of our bondage. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. There's principality, rulers of darkness, wickedness in high places. The enemy wants to keep you under that bondage and keep you ineffective. I said once you get saved, he makes an understanding and a declaration that if I can't keep you from going to heaven, I can keep you from enjoying heaven right here. I can keep you from enjoying your life. I can keep you from doing anything that God wants you to do. I get you discouraged, I get you distracted, I try to defeat you, I do everything to get you off track. Somebody say, well, I just can't, I have such a hard time trying to get to church. I have never heard anybody say, I have such a hard time trying to get to work. I have such a hard time trying to get to school. You ever heard people say that? But I've heard, Pastor, I just have a hard time trying to get to church. Well, there's a difference between going to church and, and work. See, you come here for a spiritual enterprise. The devil don't want you to come to church. Thank you once again for listening to the Light of the World broadcast. We certainly hope that your life has been enriched as we are teaching on fasting. Fasting is one of the most powerful weapons that God gives to the believers. It was Jesus who said this kind comes out by fasting and by prayer. I want to reemphasize that fasting without prayer is going to be ineffective. So always put prayer and fasting together. If you would like to hear this message again in its entirety, you can listen to us at our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also share those podcasts with family members or members of your church or someone who is not really informed about fasting. We find that there are people who are still wondering, how do I fast and why do I fast? And these messages are here to help with that. I also want to invite you to be a part of what God's doing at the Light of the World Christian Fellowship Church. We're meeting each Sunday at 16161 Old Humble Road. This is a wonderful time of year to come together as we pray and seek God's face, as we expect God to move in a significant, mighty way in our homes, in our church, in our families, and in our communities. God wants you to be a part of what he's doing in this day and in this hour. Also, I want to remind you that we have the Beacon Bookstore right here on our campus. If you need communion supplies, Sunday school material, books, Bibles, anointing oil, call us at the Beacon. 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.